How are you guys doing today? Have y'all enjoyed this morning? Uh, I know that I've enjoyed this conference so much already. I love Radiant every year. Um, honestly, whenever my mom asked me, I thought, what in the world could a 22-year-old girl have to offer so many amazing ladies that are some a lot more mature, as she said last night, than I am, and have gone through a lot more um, than I have. But then I remembered that it's never really about us, that it's all about Christ, and it's all about Him coming through us. So it doesn't matter how you know, how much I've been through or haven't been through or anything like that or age, but it's all about the Holy Spirit speaking through us. That's all it's ever about. And so that's what we're going to share about today. So I was asking the Lord, kind of like Kimber just said she did, I'm like, what do you want me to share at the Women's Conference this year? What is it that you want to speak through me at 1115 or 1116 now on September 24th, 2022? And, you know, I was hoping it'd be something really fun, kind of like she was saying. I was like, you know, we've had these great themes. You're chosen. They're so feel good, right? Like, oh, it, just, it, it does feel really good to think about all those really fun things. And then he said, I want you to talk about why I'm worthy of your yes. And I was like, oh, okay. Worthy of, I was like, oh, yeses are good. Yeses are good, right? We get to say yes to a lot of really fun things. Yeses to relationships. Whenever somebody, you know, asks you to marry them, you get to say yes. You're like, oh, I get to be married. I'm not going to be lonely anymore. Uh, you get to say yes to a dress. It's like all about the feeling of I've been waiting for this moment. I want the perfect dress. It's going to feel amazing, and I'm just going to know, and I'm going to say yes. And it's really glamorous. But how many of you have ever experienced a yes that God has presented to you that wasn't as glamorous as the yes to the dress? Have we all been there before where he's asked you to say yes to something, and you thought, that's not really what I was thinking. Well, there's a lot of examples in the Bible of that. And we're going to start right now with Noah. We're going we're gonna to go over these first couple pretty quickly, but we're really going to land and talk about Mary for a minute. But God asked Noah to say yes to building an ark. It's a story we all know, right? From Sunday school, from Veggie Tales. That was my generation. Showing my age there, I grew up on Veggie Tales. But he asked him to, I don't even think that was a Veggie Tales now that I think of it. Anyways, he asked him to build an ark because the earth was so wicked that he showed favor on him and his family because he was the only righteous man alive. And he said, I want you to build an ark and prepare because I'm going to destroy the earth with a flood. But y'all, I think it was like maybe 50 to 100 years before that flood came, how many of you know that yes was not glamorous? He was building a 500-foot-ish, somewhere in there, long ark, and he looked crazy. Have you ever felt like God was saying you to do something? Like Everyone around me is going to think I'm insane. They're, they, they, but they don't see the eternal, do they? They're in the world. They're wicked, just like the people in Noah's day. They are wicked. They're, they're not listening to God like we're supposed to be. And they're going to be confused at what you do, but you're still called to say yes. Then we have Abraham who said yes whenever God asked him to sacrifice his son. Is that even fathomable? <laughs> I mean, I've only had a little girl for six months, and before that I thought that story was crazy, but now even more. I'm like, how did Abraham just say, oh yeah, okay. And so he's going up the mountain with Isaac. Oh, first of all, let's recall that Abraham and Sarah had wanted a son for a long time. They had been promised that he had been promised that he was going to be the father of many nations. And they tried to get ahead of God. We've all been there. There's so many messages in these couple little stories. How many of you have tried to get ahead of God? And it kind of messed things up. But the Lord still had a plan. And he finally gives them their son Isaac. And then he says, I want you to sacrifice your son. But Abraham trusted God enough to say yes. 
So they're going up the mountain, and Isaac's like, where's the sacrifice? (laughs) And then Abraham just says, the Lord will provide. And he had faith in his God enough that he still said yes. And then we have the story of Mary, the mother of Jesus. And this is one, too, that, you know, I've not gone back to read a lot of times. It's one that I've heard in a Christmas message or on TV or on a Christmas movie or, you know, things like that. It's not one I've just gone back to read a bunch of times because we, we talk about the ones like Noah or David or Abraham a lot more often than we talk about Mary. You know, we know her as the mother of Jesus, but she said yes when the angel told her that she was going to carry God's son Jesus, and she didn't know what was on the other side. And I want us to read that story today. It's in Luke chapter 1. One second. Luke chapter 1, verse 26 is where we're going to start. I think it's up on the screen. Um, And let's just read it together. You don't have to read it out loud. Just read it with me. Okay. In the sixth month of Elizabeth's pregnancy, God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth, a village in Galilee, to a virgin named Mary. She was engaged to be married to a man named Joseph, a descendant of King David. Gabriel appeared to her and said, Greetings, you favored woman. The Lord is with you. Confused and disturbed, Mary tried to think of what the angel could mean. Don't be afraid, Mary, the angel told her, for you have found favor with God, and you will conceive and give birth to a son, and you will name him Jesus. He will be very great, and he will be called the Son of the Most High. The Lord God will give him the throne of his ancestor David, and he will reign over Israel forever. His kingdom will never end. Mary asked the angel, but how can this happen? I'm a virgin. And the angel replied, the Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you, so that the baby born will be holy, and he will be called the Son of God. Once more, your relative Elizabeth has become pregnant in her old age, and people used to say that she was barren, but she has conceived a son and is now in her sixth month, for nothing is impossible with God. And this is the part that I really want to highlight. She responds to that. And we see she was confused when he came to greet her. She was like, why is this angel greeting me? What's happening? But I don't think that was just something that happened every day. Definitely didn't. But then she responds and she says, she doesn't ask a question. Take note. She doesn't ask a question. She doesn't ask, but what about this? And what about people are going to think? And, you know, I'm a virgin and I've been saving myself for this amazing man. And I don't want to be looked at a different way. I don't want to be judged. No, she just said, I am the Lord's servant. May everything that you've said about me come true. I am the Lord's servant. And there's a couple things that happen when we say yes. And I believe that the Holy Spirit is laying in your heart things that maybe you're questioning about right now. Maybe things he's placed on your heart to do, to step out and do. Gifts that he's given you, things that you haven't even tapped into because you just don't feel qualified or worthy yet. But I'm going to tell you why he's worthy of your yes and what happens when we say yes. And the first thing is that whenever we truly say yes and put ourselves in a posture of saying yes to God, no matter what the cost is or what it will look like or how it's going to feel or how people are going to view it, it goes immediately in an attitude shift of burden to honor. It was never a burden to carry Jesus. And you might say that's easy to, that would be easy to carry God's son and all that. It would not be easy at all. The way that people would look at her and view her and and judge her and wouldn't understand what was happening. 
But she still said, I am the Lord's servant. May your word in me be fulfilled. And she said, yes. The second thing that happens when we say yes is that he provides. Do you believe that today? That he provides. We're going to read one more story. And it's in Kings, 1 Kings chapter I think it's up there too. Is it back there? Do y'all have that verse? There it is. Okay, 1 Kings chapter 17, and we're going to start at verse 7. This is the widow of Zarephath. I think I'm saying that right, but we're just going to read it together. Then the Lord said to Elijah, go and live in the village of Zarephath, near the city of Sidon. I have instructed a widow there to feed you. And let's note that he had already instructed her. This wasn't going to be a surprise to her, but she acts like it is. So just take note of that. So he went to Zarephath, and as he arrived at the gates of the village, he saw a widow gathering sticks, and he asked her, Would you please bring me a little bit of water in a cup? As she was going to get it, he called to her, and he said, Bring me a bite of bread, too. Then she says, I swear by the Lord your God that I don't have a single piece of bread in this house, and I have only a handful of flour left in the jar and a little bit of cooking oil in the bottom of the jug, and I was just gathering a few sticks to cook this last meal for my son and I, and then I'm going to die. Have you ever felt like there's been a season of your life that was dry and you didn't have anything to give out? Come on, this is the culture of burnout. I'm burnt out. I don't have anything left to give. Well, sometimes we don't have anything left to give, but our God is the provider. And I think a lot of us forget that sometimes. Have you ever forgotten that he is the provider? And so the Lord had already told her, it says that he had instructed her. I've instructed a widow to give you bread. But she still was like, I don't, all I have is some cooking oil and some flour, and me and my son are just going to die. They're in a drought right now. So she, I mean, she just ignored this instruction. Okay, so we're going to get back to the passage now. Verse 13, but Elijah said to her, don't be afraid. Go ahead and do just what you've said and make a little bit of bread for me first. Then use what's left to prepare a meal for yourself and your son, for this is what the Lord, the God of Israel says, there will be enough flour and oil, olive oil left in your containers until the time when the Lord sends rain and the crops grow again. So she did as Elijah said, and for her family, and her family continued to eat for many days. There was always enough flour and olive oil left in the containers, just as the Lord had promised through Elijah. Can we just sit there for a minute? How many times have we stopped ourselves from saying no because we just didn't feel like we had what it took? We didn't feel like we had it in us. We didn't feel like we had the patience or the grace or the forgiveness or the strength or the energy. We felt like all these things are asking for my attention and I just, I just don't have what it takes to say yes. But this right here and so many other words in this book say that we don't have to have what it takes. That when we just obey and we just say yes, that he gives us what it takes. That he gives you what it takes. That you don't have to have enough. He's going to give you enough. And I want us to go back to the story of Mary for a minute. It's such an amazing story. And whenever I was thinking about it, I thought about the song, Mary, did you know? I don't want to sing it. Um, <laughs> but we all know that song. It's on the secular Christ Christmas radio even. So I think we all know it. But it says, did you know that your baby boy would, would give sight to the blind man? And it goes through all these miracles. And I want to be like, did that guy ever read Luke chapter 1? 
Because the angel never said all that stuff. The angel just said, you're going to carry the son of the most high, and he's going to be great and holy. And that was enough for her to say, yes, she didn't know. And I believe today that he's saying to some of you, you don't know. You might be asking the questions of what's going to happen. How am I going to have enough time? Or how am I going to have enough energy to do this? But God doesn't give us the no. He just gives us the opportunity to say yes and the honor, truly. We look at so many things that aren't a burden as a burden and we get stressed out. But whenever we really say yes to what God has for each area of our, area of our life, it becomes an honor. Another thing in this story that just jumped out at me was the fact that Mary said yes, and uh, you know, whenever I was reading Noah, Abraham, and then Mary, there were so many other examples that we didn't talk about. David, but all of them led up to, to Mary saying yes. And she didn't know what was inside her when she said yes. So Mary, did you know that your baby boy would do all of these things? She was unaware of what was inside her, but she said, yes. Well, you know what's true today is that we are aware of what's inside of us. Because in Galatians 2, chapter 2, 2.20, it says that the power of Christ is inside of us. Mary didn't know, but she was told that the Son of the Most High was who she was carrying. And can I remind you today that even though saying yes is scary, saying yes to be more involved in church than other things. When people say, oh, you spend too much time at church. Well, no, you, you probably need to, <laughs> right? There's a lot of other things that I believe the Holy Spirit's placing in your heart right now that you need to say yes to. But Mary didn't know all the things he was gonna do, and you don't know all the things that he wants to do through you. If you'll just step out and say, yes, God, I'm going to lead that Bible study. I might not feel like I've got the words to say, but I'm going to step out in faith. I'm going to go seek out that friendship, even though I'm, I have so much anxiety and I don't know how to get out of my own shell. I'm going to say yes, because I know that you live inside of me and you did all these things and the power of Christ is inside of me. How many of you have something that you need to say yes to today? Do you have something you need to say yes to today? Can we just stand on our feet? We serve a God that's worthy of our yes. Do you believe that today? The power of Christ is inside of you. And some of you may have a fear of not knowing how there's going to be enough time or how there's going to be enough resources or anything like that. But can I just remind you today that he is the provider. He is faithful. He is good. He is all powerful. And he will come in to whatever you're saying yes to. All you have to do is just say, just like Mary did, I am the Lord's servant. Let your word in me be fulfilled.